0: Our thanks to our patrons, Lonnie Hanson Dunbeer, Paul Fellman, Tim Reeder, Mike Schill, Jenna Smith, Dan Hendrick, Richard Goode, Daniel Ammons, Sarah Rogers, Troy Llewellyn, Christine Gerber, Jay Hanna, Jim Collison, and the Great Plains Black History Museum, open by appointment Thursday through Saturday from 1 to 5. The North Omaha History Podcast is a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sasse. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past, pioneer cemeteries, Jewish cemeteries, military burials, African-American burials, famous people, and forgotten people make North Omaha's cemeteries a vital piece of the city's history. These are the final resting places of thousands of people from the 1840s through today. Interesting stuff, Adam.
1: Oh, Steve, when we begin to unpack this, there is so much to see. But let's just start. I'm not going to bury the lead on this one. Let's start with the fun fact first. Did you know that there are almost a dozen cemeteries in North Omaha? That's right. From 72nd Street east to the river, from Dodge Street north to Washington County, there are 11 cemeteries that we know of all throughout that area. It's an amazing thing to me. When I started to unpack this history of the cemeteries about five years ago, I just dug and dug and dug, and so many things came up. North Omaha is home to at least four different pioneer cemeteries that date back all the way to the establishment of the Nebraska Territory. North Omaha is home to at least four different Jewish cemeteries. Several of them are clumped together, but all the same, historically, four different Jewish cemeteries, that hold a lot of Omaha's Jewish history. In addition to those, the biggest cemetery geographically is in North Omaha. So let's unpack that. We're going to look right inside of it and see what we see. I want to tell you all about the Golden Hill Cemetery first. The Golden Hill Cemetery tucked away right up by 42nd and Grand in North Omaha. This used to be called the Central Park neighborhood. The Central Park Elementary School is still there today. This neighborhood at one point was a working class neighborhood clustered around the intersection of these two important roads that used to be farmer roads. These guys would ride in on their wagons from the farms all around the north and northwest part of Douglas County. And they would ride into this intersection to go to the Pioneer Store to drop their kids off at the school for the day to go to the congregational church that was established there in the 1870s. But the fun fact is. The Central Park neighborhood was also home to one of the first Jewish cemeteries in the Omaha area. It's called the Golden Hill Cemetery, and it was established in 1888. Picture this. Way out on these farmlands, all the way outside of Omaha, a Jewish synagogue called Shevra Benay Israel Adas Rusa established a cemetery for their congregation right there in the fields. This congregation cemetery was a beautiful place. They built a brick ceremonial building in the front. Uh, Later on, they put a fence all the way around, but beautiful tombstones, lots uh, all written in Hebrew and holding the histories of all these individual people from 1888 all the way into the 1960s. The cemetery is packed, Steve. There are grave markers everywhere throughout. Lots of religious symbolism. Lots of Uh, Again, deep family history, multiple generations of families buried there. It's a beautiful place. And the front uh, pedestrian gate is frequently open for people to walk through and pay their respects to the dead who are buried there. Now, here's the thing. Before I go further, Steve, let me tell you, I am not a macabre guy. I'm not the kind of guy who likes to sit around in cemeteries and have picnics and make jokes at the expense of the dead. I do honor, though, that whole beautiful scene of This this history, obviously, it's a dead history, and yet it's alive. People come there. They remember. They stand in remembrance and honoring the past. And we can all do that with all of these cemeteries. But when I think about the Golden Hill Cemetery first, I really see that role, both because of its religious aspect, but especially because of its historic aspect and everything that it means. Now, not too far from Golden Hill, but not next to it by any measure further up 42nd street is the oldest Jewish cemetery in all of Nebraska dedicated Jewish cemetery in all of Nebraska. It was established in 1871. And today it's called the temple Israel cemetery, the temple Israel cemetery. At one point, there were two cemeteries next to each other. The, the temple Israel cemetery and the pleasant Hill cemetery. These were both historic congregations, uh, (laughs) <laughs> then And there was a, even a third congregation that buried their dead there as well. These congregations include Temple Israel, Benai Jacob, and Benai Sholem. And uh, inside of the Temple Israel Cemetery today, Temple Israel takes care of the entire burial ground today. And they united it all under this one name. Many of Omaha's most notable Jewish leaders are buried there. Now, fun fact, Steve. One of them includes... Emile Brandeis. So Emile Brandeis was the son of the Brandeis store founder, Jonas Brandeis. And Emile was born in 1864. Uh, In the first 20 years of his life, he established himself as an accomplished student, and he was super active in his dad's store, but he also became a bit of a playboy, and he lived this life of just kind of lavish excess, and really enjoyed his family's wealth. All That went on for quite some time, until 1912. Now, before 1912, Emil Brandeis was a race car driver, one of the very first race car drivers in Omaha. He raced his car down at the Saratoga racetrack at 24th and Ames. He also had a country home where him and his family, as well as his brothers and sisters, would gather out by the Raven Oaks development today. And uh, they, they were just North Omaha folk. Well, Emil Brandeis passed away in 1912. And was the only Omaha to go down on the Titanic. True story. They brought a meal. They they had a hard time finding him at first as his body. They found him. They brought him back. His sister brought him back to Omaha, and they buried him there at the Temple Israel Cemetery at sixty four twelve North Forty Second Street. So very deep, very powerful place. Again, filled with religion, religious iconography, and all kinds of really special. Elements. And that really makes the Temple Israel Cemetery pop. But another cemetery that's almost as old and definitely as significant is called the Springwell Danish Cemetery. The Springwell Danish Cemetery is out at 64th and Hartman uh, in the northwest part of North Omaha. The cemetery was uh, once located way out in the rural farmlands of Omaha. It was out in the Douglas County, uh, out in the rural Douglas County. And and imagine that, Steve. You had all these farmlands covered with corn, gigantic barns popped up here and there and everywhere. But, you know, back then it wasn't so mono monocultural uh, with the farms. You also had a lot of different plants, a lot of squash, a lot of watermelons, you know, just all these garden things that we think of today. But back then, there were big productions there in Douglas County. And a lot of Scandinavian farmers came to farm the region. Well, in northwest Omaha at that point, which was way out, 64th and Hartman. So we're talking still east of 72nd Street, right? That was the most remote area. And a group, a colony of Danes uh, who had immigrated to the States to become farmers, they built up out there. Now, they actually built a bit of a town uh, that we don't really think of as a town today, but it's marked on some maps, and I've written an article about it. It's called De Bolt, and De Bolt uh, had its own school, and it had the Springwell Danish Cemetery, not too far away from it. So today, uh, it's called a Danish Cemetery because you go through, and lots of the uh, cemetery markers, the grave markers, are in Danish. And there are signs of Denmark all throughout the cemetery. Just lots of ethnic pride among these Danes. Super fascinating place. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the largest cemetery in all of Omaha is in North Omaha. Established in 1885, the Forest Lawn Cemetery is located out by on Mormon Bridge Road at Young Street. Almost all the way to uh, the interstate right there. The Forest Lawn Cemetery is, the, again, the largest ge- geographic cemetery in the city. But it also has most of the most important burials in the city are in Forest Lawn. So many different politicians, so many different famous people. There are whole sections of the Forest Lawn Cemetery that are run by the G.A.R., They're run by the Freemasons that are run by the Omaha Typographical Union. These different groups would buy big plots to bury their members in as a benefit to those members for joining the organization. Part of Forest Lawn was also made into a national soldier cemetery. So you'll see a huge area of military folks buried there with their beautiful white tombstones to recognize the sacrifices that they made. One of the most notable parts of the Forest Lawn Cemetery uh, to my book is the number of African American burials that happened there, very distinctly from the rest of the city. These African American burials were generally made on the outskirts of the cemetery. There was no formally segregated part of the Forest Lawn Cemetery. And of course, for most of the cemeteries that I mentioned, there are no African American burials in them at all. Because Omaha wasn't formally segregated in many ways, but in this way, it was informally segregated. And black folks were stuck on the outskirts of the cemetery rather than being in the middle or clustered altogether into a chunk of land that the cemetery could have sold at a better rate to an organization. It wasn't that blacks were poor. It wasn't that African-Americans couldn't afford lavish burials. Some folks, some families have big monuments and multiple tombstones in a family area and all together it's it's a typical cemetery however some of the city's most important african-american leaders throughout history are buried at forest lawn that cemetery has changed a lot over the years uh it used to have some really beautiful elements including a pond a beautiful caretaker's home different things like that today the caretaker's home is still standing but it's languishing forgotten on the back end of the cemetery over on the east side by Florence, where the cemetery doesn't encourage people to go anymore. Regardless, it's still there, and it's a beautiful historic cemetery to go look at. Another beautiful cemetery, and perhaps the most important cemetery in all of Omaha, is the Mormon Pioneer Cemetery. The Mormon Pioneer Cemetery is at 33rd and State. It's just off of 30th and State in the Florence neighborhood. And it's the oldest occupied, continuous occupied uh, cemetery in Nebraska that we know of. It was founded, Steve, all the way back in the winter of 1846. Thousands of Mormons had come to live at winter quarters. They crossed the river. They built shacks and shanties and sod houses and uh, cabins and even homes uh, in the winter quarters neighborhood, in the winter quarters area, right across the river from Iowa. However, a lot of people didn't live. They didn't survive the winter. And hundreds were buried at 33rd and State. Out of those who were buried there, today, not a lot are left. Uh, Lots of the uh, families have been moved to other larger family plots and and different kinds of things have happened. But the cemetery is still maintained by the Church of Latter-day Saints. There haven't been any burials at the Mormon Pioneer Cemetery since 1953. But what we know of the Mormons who were buried there. There's monuments to them and lots of there's a lavish entryway and all kinds of beautiful historic acknowledgement in the cemetery. The other cool part about the Mormon Pioneer Cemetery, again, to my way of thinking, is that it's the location of the burial of James Mitchell, the founder of Florence. And you can go and see his grave there today. So a beautiful cemetery and the most historic one in all of Nebraska so far as we know. Now, cemeteries aren't always beautiful. They aren't always lavish. They aren't always spectacular park-like settings that are filled with memories and depth and meaning. Some cemeteries, Steve, they even get forgotten. One of the most forgotten cemeteries in Omaha, in the entire city, and maybe in the entire region, is called the Potter's Field. A Potter's Field, the tradition of Potter's Field, goes back maybe 2,000 years or older Basically, these were areas that were marked by uh, civic leaders as places for poor people to be buried. Uh, these were folks who might have died without identification and they couldn't be identified otherwise. These are folks who died in, impoverished and destitute, um, whether they were uh, living poor and homeless, whether they were prostitutes or perhaps uh, unknown murderers or people who were in jail. It's also the site of a lot of harrowing burials. Omaha's Potter's Field is located right next to the Forest Lawn Cemetery at uh, Young Street and Mormon Bridge Road. And it holds at least 4,000 burials, maybe a lot more. But the long story short is that out of those thousands of burials, there are just a a handful of grave markers, uh, maybe a dozen or two dozen. The amount of neglect in this cemetery over the years can't be overstated. There, when I was young and we went to the Potter's Field, we went for the historical curiosity of it. I was at a Boy Scout troop and one of the things that we tried to do was respect the dead. And we went and learned about this uh, Potter's Field. I don't remember who taught us the lesson. I just remember walking into grass that was up to my shoulders. Yeah, I'm not a particularly tall guy. And back then maybe I was five foot five. But to have grass that went up to my shoulders in the middle of the cemetery and you couldn't find a tombstone back then in the 80s, let alone 30 years later. But the cool thing that's happened in the last decade is that the cemetery, this section of the cemetery has become more recognized than ever before. Uh, First, it was fenced off about 25, 30 years ago. Then, uh, about 20 years ago, a beautiful entryway was made, nice brick columns, a gate. And when you walk in, you can see the names of the buried, uh, at least the ones that are recorded, right there on markers at the front of the cemetery. So it's a special thing to arrive to. But one of the coolest things of all, Steve, just happened in the last year. A group of Omaha history advocates uh, got together, and they raised money to have a uh, Nebraska State Historical Society official history marker placed at the potter's field. So today you can go and see this beautiful placard, uh, you know, one of those big metal ones or cast iron ones or whatever they are, uh, that details the history of the cemetery and why it's important to the state's history. So it's a really beautiful acknowledgement of the importance of that potter's field. A quick note about that potter's field is that it's not the only one in Omaha. Lots of people think it is. They'll talk about it like it's some kind of super special and phenomenal thing. But the reality is, Steve, at one point, almost every cemetery in Omaha had a power's field. It had an area that was set aside to bury poor people who weren't going to be acknowledged otherwise. Only occasionally would these these sections of cemeteries get acknowledged uh, with grave markers. They were never cordoned off. They were never made to be anything specific or interesting. So the fact that this Potter's Field has survived in any extent, and the fact that the history has reemerged as being an important thing to Omahans, is something special and something that people who love history need to celebrate, as well as all of the city. Now, the Potter's Field isn't the only uh, interesting and kind of remote burial site in the county. One of the most interesting cemeteries in all of Omaha, especially North Omaha, is called the Shipley Cemetery. The Shipley Cemetery. It's located in the heart of the Ponca Hills, where County Road 49 meets the Washington County line. And it's the oldest known burial area in all of the northern part of Douglas County. It was started in 1861. That's right, Steve. Before Nebraska became a state in 1867, turns out people were dying there. And uh, this family, uh, the Shipley family, started their own cemetery right there. The oldest known burial uh, was Shipley's grandson. Uh, a kid named James, the founder of the farm and, and kind of the patriarch of the family was William Shipley. And along with him, more than half of the 25 known burials at the Shipley Cemetery are from the family Shipley's name. Others were people like uh, Richard Wolseley, who was in the Nebraska Calvary during the Civil War. Um, the Shipley Cemetery has res- been restored uh, and is maintained by an active historical association. It's listed on the Nebraska State Historical Society's uh, historical markers, and just a really special place to go visit up in the Ponca Hills area. Another really important cemetery and and interesting, but much closer in is called the Mount Hope Cemetery. Now Mount Hope, technically speaking, is just outside of North Omaha. It's outside of my boundaries of North Omaha in that it's just west of 72nd Street. It's right along Military Road, but the reason why I included it is that it's tied to North Omaha so, so tightly, most specifically the Benson neighborhood. Mount Hope Cemetery was Benson Cemetery. It opened in 1888, uh, right when the city got going, and there's more than 50 acres of old Benson families buried there, and as well as modern folks. It's an active cemetery, and it's beautiful. It's fun to go and visit. There are... Uh, roads throughout and lots of burial sites and different historical, interesting historical things. So the Mount Hope Cemetery over at 78th and Military Road. Maybe the most remote cemetery in the all of North Omaha, though, maybe the most remote in all of Omaha, is also one of the uh, smallest and uh, one of the most private. It was a private family cemetery for the Bird and Ritchie families. Uh, there are 40 burials there. But only one grave marker left on private land. So don't go and visit this one. Or if you do, go stand by the road and don't go any further. It's located a half mile south and west from uh, North 60 at the Northern Hills Drive. It's the Bird Ritchie Cemetery. Uh, it started in 1856. Now, of course, the ground, the ground, the, the grand jewel in North Omaha's cemeteries is perhaps the most important cemetery in all of Omaha. It's called the Prospect Hill Cemetery, and it was formally opened in 1858 at 33rd and Parker Street, um, near the intersection of 30th and Lake. In the 1850s, uh, the first mayor of Omaha, his name was Jesse Lowe, he set out 10 acres of land uh, on this spot. It's, it was the tallest hill that you could see in Omaha when you entered the city from the east. Imagine that. You cross the river on a ferry. Uh, with your wagon and horses and family and kids. And you plop down Farnham Street, which was the main street in early, early Omaha. And you look out over the land. And, and remember Omaha, downtown Omaha, as we know it today, was very hilly back then. There were lots of ravines, lots of tall hills. But the tallest one peaked out right at the top. And that hill was covered with graves even at the beginning. You see, Steve, before Omaha Mayor Jesse Lowe set it out as a cemetery, It was already serving that purpose. Uh, Native Americans have been buried there perhaps for hundreds, if not thousands of years. The 49ers who came through Omaha in 1849 before the city was founded, they died along the way and they were buried up on the top of that hill. So lots of different uh, historic importance to the Prospect Hill Cemetery. However, that was just the beginning. In 1890, uh, five more acres were added and the Prospect Hill Cemetery Association was founded. The Forest Lawn Cemetery actually ended up acquiring Prospect Hill at one point, and they neglected it. They let cows roam through it, and the grass grow tall, and uh, the old burials get really stomped on and wrecked up. But this uh, Prospect Hill Cemetery Association fixed it up, and over the years, there have been uh, a total of more than 12,000 burials at Prospect Hill Cemetery. It became landlocked. Uh, with all the houses built around it and different things that went on around it and today it has a total of 17 acres it couldn't grow anymore the cemetery was listed on the National Register of Historic Places uh, however um it's not a formal Omaha landmark and still suffers a little bit of un- not being acknowledged enough despite the fact that more than a dozen of the mayors of Omaha were buried at Prospect Hill Cemetery literally dozens of historical figures from the city's history, people who the streets were named after and everything buried at the Prospect Hill Cemetery. Lots and lots of different details there. Beautiful monuments, mausoleum, tombstones, all kinds of things, and definitely worth a visit for any history buff in Omaha. If you haven't been there, make time right away. Drive right in and park and walk around and soak it up. One of the coolest aspects of the entire cemetery is the reality that many of Omaha's earliest and most important African-American leaders were buried there. Uh, it's the earliest known burial site for black people in Omaha and uh, definitely worth visiting for that reason, as well as the number of military burials there. There's a military section uh, that's covered with different tombstones from soldiers dating all the way back to the Civil War. So spectacular sight, worth worth the visit. Now, speaking of neglected cemeteries, though, and cemeteries that are far out and forgotten, one cemetery has just emerged in the last five years, Steve. A lot of people knew that it existed. They knew that it was there, but it wasn't marked. It wasn't designated, and it wasn't acknowledged in almost any way, shape, or form. To understand it, we have to go all the way back to those Mormons who crossed the river in 1846 to start winter quarters. They got permission from an Indian agent in Iowa to go ahead and settle on this side of the river, and they came across. Well, when they came across, uh, they took it upon themselves not to do what they were told. They were told they could establish a town down by the river. What they ended up doing was going back up in the hills. They wanted a place that was better for hunting, that was better for just their purposes. So they went up a draw where there was a creek. That creek was called Mill Creek at one point. It was also called Mormon Creek and Florence Creek and all kinds of different names. But Mill Creek, today it's where McKinley Drive runs uh, there in the north part of Florence. And they went up this draw and then they took a left and they went south. And when they got into the south area, it was this beautiful draw, a prairie filled area that was wide open with forests on either side. So they had wood for houses. They had a prairie that they could plow and put their homes on top of. And there was a creek running down the middle of the area. And they thought, Hey, forget living down by the river. It's all open and exposed down there and not ideal for settlement. We're going to settle right here. And they built a town right there. Today, that town was located at young street and Mormon bridge road. So if you want to see the site, you can go and find a marker right there. However, when you build a town, people are going to die. It just goes together. And within months of arriving, and even before they got there, they had dead people who needed to be buried. So these members, uh, these pioneers of the Church of Latter-day Saints went ahead and buried their dead west of Mormon Bridge Road at Young Street. So east of Mormon Bridge Road, south and east, you have the Forest Lawn Cemetery, you have the Potter's Field. But north and west of the intersection of Young Street and Mormon Bridge Road, you have what's called the Cutler's Park Cemetery. Cutler's Park Cemetery was established that winter in 1846, that summer in 1846, and approximately 70 people were buried there before the town was forced to move. That's right, the town was forced to move. It turns out that they shouldn't have been there, and they the, the agreement wasn't for them to be there, and so they had to move back over to the river. And they did, and they left that old cemetery behind. That old cemetery, Steve, was largely forgotten for more than 160 years. Woo-wee! I mean, folks just didn't have it on the radar. Then some great research was done in the 2010s. All of the grave sites were identified, uh, and and Cutler's Park Cemetery was acknowledged formally in 2017. And a private group came in, restored the whole area, put in beautiful Uh, A granite monument, landscaping, fencing, all kinds of things. Today, it's on private land. Uh, There is a monument at uh, the intersection that people can look at. And it's definitely well worth the visit for cemetery watchers. Cutler's Park Cemetery. So those are 11 of the cemeteries in North Omaha. Now, I want to say this other thing. And, you know, Steve, I'm a person of the fact. I love history because I love that it was true. I love that it actually happened. I try to avoid conjecture and otherwise speculating on history, especially when it comes to rumors and myths and whatnot. So the next part that I'm going to say isn't supposed to be a rumor. It's just a little bit of conjecture and insight with regard to what I found in my research. What I found is that the town of East Omaha, you remember them. We did a podcast on them a, couple, a while ago. The town of East Omaha was located south of Epley Airfield. Uh, before the river and east of Abbott Drive. This town at one point had 2,500 people. It had churches, it had stores, it had bars, and it had a lot of trouble every now and then. People got in fights, people got murdered, people got dead, the whole thing. Steve, there's no cemetery on record for the town of East Omaha. I don't know where people were buried. Were they brought all the way out to Forest Lawn? Well, the town of East Omaha existed before Forest Lawn. Were they brought all the way up to Prospect Hill? I don't know the answer to that. So there might be a cemetery site, long forgotten, down in East Omaha. There might also be a cemetery site in the Missouri River bottoms. These bottoms, they're also called the North Omaha bottoms. They're where all of the industrial area is, east of the railroad tracks by 14th Street, south of Locust, north of Cumming. That whole area had houses in it, had a lot of poor people. And where did they get buried? Did they, were they hauled all the way out to the forest lawn potter's field? Or were they buried somewhere down there? The other thing that I'm really intrigued by, Steve, is the reality that throughout Omaha's history from the 1850s all the way to today, there have been hundreds of thousands of African-Americans who have lived in Omaha. However, when we look at the history of Prospect Hill, And when we look at the history of Forest Lawn, where we know that the majority, the vast majority of African-Americans in Omaha were buried, those burials don't reach the dozens and hundreds of thousands. Instead, they reach the 10,000. They reach the 20,000, but no further. So where were the rest of the African-Americans in Omaha history buried? Where were the cemeteries that held these folks and their families? I don't know the answer to that. Perhaps they are in Forest Lawn. Maybe they are at Prospect Hill, but maybe there's a missing segregated cemetery in North Omaha that we just don't know about. On uh, NorthOmahaHistory.com, you can find information about several of the specific cemeteries that I've mentioned, as well as an article covering all of these. I have an article on the Prospect Hill Cemetery that goes in depth, a history of the potter's field. I would also encourage people to check out my new book. It's called Hashtag Omaha Black History, and it talks specifically about where many of the most important and notable figures in African-American history in Omaha were buried. For more information, check it all out at NorthOmahaHistory.com.
0: Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.